Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, you know what? I am so glad you joined us. If you were here last week, you got to hear Jed uh, speaking from the mission. Well, he wasn't. He's coming from the mission. We're in the radio studio. But at any rate, what I was getting around to is some of the multifaceted things he's done and, and his background from prison and drugs and alcohol. And, and by the way, not falling into it as a nice young kid, but being raised in a culture mm-hmm. that was always with oh, yeah. drugs, alcohol. And so it wasn't abnormal. It was his everyday normal life, and he didn't know anything else. In prison, he, he met the Lord and went through our program and graduated the program, went out, had jobs, got married, did all those things, and came back simply to volunteer at the mission to give back and was supporter of the mission, make sure that we were really who we say we are. And one day I asked him if he would consider coming to work for us, and it's been great. He works with Eileen in the development department. He, he assists her in what she does. He does the IT stuff. And so I wanted to just describe to you what he looks like. Okay, are you ready for this? <laughs> he looks like an IT guy, a deacon or a pastor. He looks like a guy that could work at a bank or many things like that. You know, he could be working in a hospital. He could be doing a lot of things. That is, however, not how he always looked, because no. I don't know. Is is it online? Oh yeah, you go to our Facebook page, and uh, and I just <laughs> I just uh, the newest post on our website has has the the picture and the story behind the picture. Oh, good. You need to look at Jed. Yeah, it's got both the before and after. Twenty though. year difference. Yeah, twenty year different. Uh, about about eighteen inches of hair difference. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he looks like a banker and not Charles Manson anymore. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, like, they used to make fun of me when I was in, when I was still doing time. And they said that I, they, 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 they thought that I looked like Nick Nolte's uh, bug shot that they had in the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, I remember uh, that. When I was doing, I was a lead man on the job that I did. And so they called me Foreman Nolte all the time making fun of me. So it was, it was funny. Well, but I didn't look anything, even, even in prison, I didn't look that way anymore. So people got a kick out of it when they saw it, they go, you know, after, you know, you get cleaned up when you're in there for a little bit, sure. you know? So yeah, it, it was definitely the, the bottom of my life is that picture shows it. And I, and I carry that in my wallet, by the way, yes. and he always asked me to show people. I but do. I, I started carrying that in my wallet. Because for the very reason, and it, it's come in handy a lot, is when Satan tries to remind me uh, how great life was back then, I always pull that out and I say, well, what about this time, which was the lowest point of my life? And so Satan can't answer to that because it's like, this is not what I'm going back to. Because what you're trying to tempt me to do is this is what it led to. Yeah. And so I'd always re- it's just a reminder of who I was and how, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things have passed away; everything has become new. And that's I've li- I live that. You know, that's that's my testimony. Well, to your point, 
sin can have a beautifully deceptive yes, look about it, right? It does. And it's like that beautiful apple that when you bite into is filled with poison, right? Mm-hmm. And so what looks to be on the surface, oh, yeah, you know, that's not so bad. You know, did God really say? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he is absolutely right. Uh, only because I know I'm not embarrassing him would I ever ask him to show that picture. Yes. But because the— you know, I just the other day when you showed that to somebody, they go, "This isn't you, is it?" Yeah, uh, because it's hard to conceptualize the difference. I mean, meeting Jed, you would you would never guess that he was drugs, no. alcohol, led that riotous lifestyle. You know, did all those things. You just would never guess. You you couldn't guess. And he and Phyllis are a lovely couple, and. Matter of fact, not too long ago, you guys bought your first house. Huh? We did in December. We we beat the rut. Well, actually, it was all the Lord. It was it was an amazing thing. We uh we have a a a guy that's been helping us with our retirement since we started late. We've been trying to make sure we're put being good stewards. Sure. And he's a Christian, and so we we some things came up in our rental that that we discovered that we might have to move at some point. And, and, and we were looking around to see it was a pretty wore down duplex. And we discovered that the rents are the same as a mortgage payment. And yep. so we had some money put away and I just, I, I reached out to Fred and I said, Hey, uh, do you think this is a good time? And he just, we were on the phone for a couple hours and he was t- talking about the low interest rates, but finding a house is going to be hard. And he knew a guy and, so it was like a whirlwind for us because within three weeks we were already putting an offer on a house, which is You're really talking about Fred from Financial yeah. Agents. Oh yeah, yeah. he's yeah. a wonderful guy. Yeah, he's he's the guy that. Well, that's Scott's the one who introduced yeah. us. Yeah. Oh him. no, he's a great guy. And um, so he's the one who gave us a, a a loan agent and a realtor, and it was just it was just a whirlwind, and and even they were like, you know, this doesn't happen, you know, and so. Um, yes, we, we, we had a loan approved in a week. We had a realtor. We, within two weeks, we went and looked at seven homes in two days and we put an offer on one and we got it accepted two days later. So as of December 11th, Phyllis and I are proud homeowners of our first home. Neither one of us have ever bought a home before. Uh, and it was all God and it was just, it's an amazing thing. So yes. Well, your timing, God's timing, yeah. couldn't have been better because I would venture to say that your house might have taken on fifty or $100,000 worth of I, appreciation. I had a talk with Jeff Marr, who's my guy, and he he told me just the other day, he says, you, you he goes, your house has already gone up in value. He said, there's houses oh, yeah. in your area that are selling for 50000 more than what you paid for yours. And I'm just like, wow. And we we didn't buy it for that reason though. No, and that's what I know cool. you didn't. And 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 so we have a lovely home that we bought that the Lord blessed us with. My wife and I are just really enjoying it, and we've been able to have some some people over and to visit. And it's just it's so much better. It's so nice. So and it's just a blessing that God has given us. And you know we just want to give Him glory for it. And and it, because the way that it happened, we can. You know it's it's God's been really good providing for us over the years. Yeah, and you know, there's nothing wrong with a believer buying a house or having a car 
the matter, the the problem only becomes a matter of the heart. Mm-hmm. What is it you're focused on? Yeah, you know, are you focused on I just got to have the house, I just got to have this car, or is my focus I want to please the Lord? I need to make money to pay rent, and then opportunities arise like with you to be able to purchase a house and not throw all that money down the tubes yeah. in rent, right? Well, and that's, we never really thought about it. And it was, it was kind of cool that right at the right time we thought, Hey, you know, this is more of an investment, you know, cause it is know, it's, it, and we don't have to worry about it. We got a fixed rate. So it stays the same for the rest of our lives. So we can budget accordingly. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, not only that, but, we all need to, as believers, we need to really uh, live as if Jesus was coming tomorrow. Yeah. But we need to plan for the future, too. We There's do. nothing wrong with having a bank account, a savings account, buying a house, doing those things. But the question is, how do you live day to day? It's a stewardship. Life is, is a stewardship is. that God gives us, and he expects us to use it uh, with with being wise, you know, we are to, we are to keep our hand on the plow, but you know, we are to keep our hand on the plow going forward, but keeping our eyes up, you know, for his return. We're, that's the way he wants us to live, you know? And you know, that's a, that's a great way to live, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. You know, so the bottom line comes down to that. We're really talking about not just financial blessings because financial blessings are wonderful, but if you're basing all your spirituality on on financial blessings, what happens when they don't go so well? Yeah. But that's not where the focus of life needs nope. to be. And so, uh, but we we praise God when things are going right, yep. and then we praise God when things, what, aren't going right, too, yep. right? We, and uh, we've, we, me and you could sit right here and look yes, at each other am. and know that we've been through that. You <laughs> oh, know? brother. God has brought testing in our lives, and you know I'm I'm fortunate not to have to have suffered quite as much as you have, but we have all yeah. shared in our own ways of suffering, and and you know realizing that even through it, God is faithful, and that's that's yeah. an amazing thing to be able to say. And I and you know when you go through it, it's like you know, um, you know it says that nobody thinks that it's pleasant at the time, no. but afterwards it produces its fruit of righteousness. And, and you look, you and, look back, and you go, "Wow, I needed that." You mm-hmm. know, you didn't not you wouldn't say that while you're going through <laughs> it. No. But when you come through it, and you look back and go, "You know, I really needed that." So when the blessings come, you continue to give God the glory, and you're not you're not That's thinking right. that it's all about you, and you're not. And I, the the last thing I would want is any blessing that God's ever given me to get my to get me to walk away from the Lord or to get my eyes off of him to, right. to 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 put my focus on the things that I have more than what I have in him and that's right. and I think that's you know I I I always pray and and tell the Lord that you know if if my heart ever starts to wander I I embrace the trial because I know that it's what I need to get back to yeah. you yeah and the and the Bible is pretty specific about people that did take their eyes off and started mm-hmm. to worship the creation instead of the creator. creator yeah. And you say, well, I don't do that. Well, okay, but if your whole focus only becomes the money in your life, yep. then guess what? You've started to worship the creation rather than the creator. Yep. Yep. So, you know, Solomon had lots of money. 
David probably had lots of money, but the bottom line is where is the focus first? Yeah. But having said that, the mission is still been feeding people, still been broadcasting a message off of the porch. The women's clothes closet has been closed down, still doing showers. We're remodeling. But the reason I'm bringing this up is that's not good enough. No. And there's been an, an uneasiness about all, for all of us at the mission. And I've been increasingly uneasy with the way things are going. And so we're still doing all those things, but here's what we are going to do. We're working on right now to get that enclosure over top of us. And if there's any contractors that know the way, how we can do that over the parking lot, feel free to give us a call. But moreover than that, with the, with the better weather outside, unless it's raining or really windy, very shortly we plan to open back up to have our services right out there in the parking lot. And we'll get our, some of our pastors back. Yeah. To preach the messages. Uh, we're going to change things a little bit. We're going to open that women's clothes closet. Yeah. So this was before uh, the governor announced that the, we were going to demask or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, I guess June 15th is the official date for uh, everything kind of going back to some sort of normal, but. Well, yeah. we're going to open that mission back up. Yeah. Don't misunderstand. There are things we're doing. We're remodeling part of the mission. And mm-hmm. so part of the mission needs to be closed. But we are still going to open that women's clothes closet. We're still going to get these sermons in person going. And we are going to get back to some kind of normality. And you know what? The gospel message needs to go out, and it needs to be an in-person thing, not just some video screen. But I do thank the pastors who have given us thumb drives to play out on the porch. I I really appreciate it. We bought that big screen TV specifically for that reason. And uh, we will still use it because if we have to put overflow somewhere, we'll try to hook up a uh, closed-circuit loop or something. I think we'll be okay. Um, the more I look at that parking lot and know that, you know, six feet distance between each chair yeah, should be no problem to fill the same amount that we had in the chapel before. Cause it, it's about twice the size of the chapel. So, um, outside. And so, yeah, I think I, it'll work. I mean, you know, I know that our church and my elders at the church, they've been asking me, you know, when we were going to go back. And so I know some of the other, volunteer churches that are coming have been, you know, they've one of the, one of the hardest things that uh, Eileen and I have been having to deal with at the mission is having to turn away people that want to volunteer because we haven't had any special events over the last year and uh, just being shut down. It's been just difficult because that was, that's part of our job is to, uh, yes. to share in the blessing of, of what we do at the mission to people out there that want to come and and maybe be involved in a special event and serve meal to the homeless and like we were talking before uh you know the social distancing and keeping the the homeless out outside the gate and on along the fence line it 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 hurts them because you know they've already been um throughout their whole life and i know from being on that side of the fence that right. that you know 
you're pretty much forgotten about by people and you don't, you know, people want to forget about you and move you out of the way. And part of the mission, I mean, our job is to share the gospel, but That's we right. do it in a one-on-one -on -one way, you know? And so when people come forward at the mission, you know, I've had people come up there while I've been there with our group and they want a hug, you know, they, oh, yeah. they, they want me to shake their hands, you yeah. know, and, and, and we really need to get back to that because it's so important for them to understand that they're people, not only that God loves them because that's what we tell them, but through the gospel, but that we love them and they need sure. to know that. And, and people will think, well, you have to bring them in to sit them down. They have to sit through the gospel to get the meal. But believe me, most of them enjoy that because it's interaction. They're getting something that they're not getting out on the street. And it's so important, right. you know, and, and of course, the one, the most important thing is that they hear the gospel message. They hear the message that can save their souls. A lot of people don't understand that. And, you know, you have to put it in perspective. The mission opened in, in, in old Sacramento in 1962. That's we correct. moved into the current building we have now in 1967. But the one thing that stayed the same until March of last year was that gospel was preached from the pulpit at the mission seven days a week, 365 days a year, right. twice on Sundays. That's right. Since 1962, March of 2020, we have not been able to do that. That's and that, right. and that, like you said, it's, it's, you know, all of us that work there and care about what we do there. It's, 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 it's hard. It's, it's hard for us to see, to see that we're not open. And so we would ask you guys that to continue to pray, pray for yes. pastor Tim. We started at the beginning of the year, uh, uh, praying every day, a lot of us right after lunch and, right. and it's been my heart and I do it at home and I pray to Me pray too. for him to make these oh, decisions because they're important decisions. And I know a lot of you out there that listen are praying people that you would continue to pray that we would, you know, we're doing a lot, trust me. And, and, and people know that they can come to us for help, but we could, you know, if we could just open up again and start getting back to what our heart is and that's sharing the gospel every night, that would be great. I agree with that. And yes, to ally any concerns you might have, we never stopped feeding hot meals to nope. them, not even for a moment. But it's not the same, to Jed's point. We have the big screen TV uh, preaching the gospel, but that's not a human being. That's a picture of a human being. Yeah. And so uh, you have to be, you have to understand the mission of the mission to know that the desire is for us to be fully open. Uh, I, I know I've mentioned it before, but I just wanted to tell you guys that I was committed when, when I came to the mission as the director, and several years before that, I had been preaching in the mission, and I got a bacterial pneumonia there. So I knew that there were certain risks in, in being there, but... The bottom line is that God placed us there for a reason, and that's to preach his message, right? Yep. And so we can't just, we just can't close up shop and work from home. We no. have to be on <laughs> campus, and there are risks. And by the way, if any of you are looking for administration-type jobs in finance and stuff, if you send me your resume, remember this, that... I don't want to minimize the fact that there are risks about being at a mission because we're with a lot of different people. Yeah. 
uh, God is merciful, good, holy, and righteous, and what he decides, I'm, I'm good with. And I, I did want to mention this, too. Jed had mentioned the fact that there are many blessings and that even in the trials, and he said, you know, I've had a lot of trials, he said, but not as not the kind you have had, Pastor. And many of you know that I lost my wife mm-hmm. during the COVID thing in August, uh, August 9th. Yeah. And uh, even in that, there was blessings. And the blessing was that, uh, of course, if you heard that broadcast, it is still hard for me to talk about those times. But she was she had degeneration through MS, and it was getting worse all the time. And so now we know that she runs, she jumps, she does yep. all those things. And, you know, if, if you have just a superficial belief in heaven, then probably it's not a lot of comfort. Yeah. But when you really know that heaven is a real place, Jesus is the real Lord, and that she is really there, you know, I mean— you come down to the understanding that there were blessings there, right? Yep. And so uh, I am surrounded by family that are maybe not blood relatives like Jed, like mm-hmm. Eileen and Mike and Scott and all the rest of the people there. Pastor Mooney, you were talking about yep. him. And not to minimize everybody else because I'm talking about almost everybody at yeah. the mission. And uh, you guys out there, uh, you don't know what a comfort you were. I mentioned all the cards and letters that came to me, yep. and I was pretty beat up. Uh, and it was a great encouragement to me. So, you know, I, there's a community of believers. God said, I will make a people who are not a people to be a people, my people. And we are his people. Yeah, we are. And we are actually are related by blood, by Jesus's blood. Amen. That's so, that's absolutely yeah. true. That is true. By a stronger and deeper blood than we could ever yep. have yep. produced ourselves. You know, uh, they say that you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. <laughs> but here's a better way. Yeah. God chooses your family yep. for and you. And it's, it's always a blessing. It is a blessing. And we've got a lot of big things that are going to be coming yep. up. We're going to expand. We're going to do all kinds. And I don't mean just we're going to go out and physically buy buildings and stuff. No. What I mean is we're going to expand the depth and breadth of our services. Yes. Uh, we are going to uh, put the pedal to the metal, and we're going to ramp up fully, and we're going to figure out a way, and we're going to build somehow that superstructure yeah, out there. Shade so, structure so we can work in any weather. So That's right. You know, just a big a big enclosure over the parking lot so guess what we can do rain shine we can do it right buddy yep we got one minute anything you'd like to say yeah i just want to for those that are interested in what we're doing currently uh if you go to our website um ugmsac.com and on the menu you'll see news and events and if you click on the the news and events you'll see on the top the top option is ugm renovation project and if you click on that, you'll see some pictures. We'll have we'll be adding to it as we do, but you'll see the work that needs to be done right now. The building was built in 1967, working 365 days a year. It needs some remodels. So that way you get an idea of some of the things. We're yeah, doing. it's not just something we want to do. It's something we that are was pivotal to yeah. doing and we have to do. Yep. yep. All right. Well, listen, you guys. 
you know, as soon as we can get this up where there's tours going on again yeah. and everything, uh, I, I hope you will come and see. So as always, my dear friends and brothers and sisters, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.